Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere. Hey, you have found the fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio. And boy, do we thank you for that. Means a lot. This is a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show. That's the overnight show that I do with my name in it. And uh, only available. We're only here on the podcast. And we're here every single effing day. No days off. We're back at the Audio Salt Mines. Danny, of course, you hear him during the week with Covino and Rich, and he is not in Southern California today. No. Danny, you're living La Vida Loca, my man. Oh, Ben, you should see the hotel suite right now. Bunch of hookers and cocaine. It has been uh, a really good weekend so far, and this is going to be the first major fight I've ever attended, Ben. I've seen, like, amateur fights. Never have I seen the ilk of a Canelo. I'm jealous. I am absolutely jealous, Danny. Is this like a Scott Farrell? Remember we had Farrell on the podcast and he was laying in a bed in New Jersey covered in money. He claimed he had won. Uh, (laughs) I I, I was wild. But uh, the only podcast guest you've ever interviewed where he had to keep ducking away from the interview to do a line. And then come right back and answer your question. Yeah, it was a very interesting conversation with Pharrell. He's a a guy's a legend for a reason, but you can go back and hear that in the archive. But the the, the fight thing, back in the 90s, I used to go to fights semi-regularly, 90s and the early 2000s. 
And then it all of a sudden stopped, and I, I haven't been since. It's probably It's been over 20 years since I've been to a fight. But I went to Mike Tyson fights, Lennox Lewis, uh, 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 who else? Uh, trying to uh, – uh, what's the uh, – the Golden Boy, Oscar De La Hoya. Bunch of bunch of fights. I mean, big-time fighters of that era and and had, had a great time. And the, the, the Tyson fights and the heavyweight fights, it was insane because Vegas, it was – Pimps and hoes in the air everywhere. It was such an effing wild scene. <laughs> Come on, pimping. It was an education, Danny. And I, I know times are different, but I bet you it's the same, you know, similar situation. If you go around tonight before the fight and you just kind of soak in all of the this Vegas uh, strip and in that area, I mean, I'm sure you're going to see some very interesting cats. It's crazy to think that's why Tupac got got after that Tyson fight way back in the day. And as you saw that breaking news yesterday, they finally arrested somebody in connection to his death all these years later. Yeah. Well, him and uh, Biggie, right? He got murdered in L.A. They never I don't think they solved that one. The notorious B.I.G. Well, it's been almost a generation. So, yeah. You know, we don't know how old the person was, but if the person was in their 30s at that time, then they're in their 60s now, right? Or close to it. Uh, maybe they were younger, but but still, I mean, it's a long... And if they were into that kind of thing where they're shooting people, who knows if they're even around anymore, right? Probably not. Uh, on the Saturday pod, which would be today's pod, I've got the Chicken Shack, the third monologue, a new feature that I think we've... we've messed around with this in the past i don't think we've actually done it a full block we're calling it foodie fun and we have pop goes the culture and possibly back scratcher uh so a lot to get to we'll start with this uh the life of maller the life of danny g so i love to futz around in the kitchen and play around i've been benny the baker for a while i haven't done that because i got too fat i was i getting fat again eating all the cookies and stuff that i was i've been baking so i shifted over to uh you know pete i did a lot of pizzas uh you know some of my my uh, meals uh, this uh latest weekend i went with the rip off raising canes chicken fingers and if you follow the show follow me on Facebook, Ben Maller Show. Make sure the show's in there. If you follow me on Instagram, Ben Maller on Fox, I put out some photos. So this is my rip-off Raising Cane's recipe from scratch. And I, I think it came out pretty good. I, it's it's visually, I think I nailed it. Uh, and and I, I have a future, Danny. When people realize I'm bad at radio and television, I can become a food photographer. I, I, that's my future. I don't know if you saw the photos. I I, I I did, but that that all can be staged. So my question is, yeah. when you broke open those chicken fingers, was the chicken nice and juicy inside? Oh, it was wonderful. No, it was really, it was really good. Uh, I, I don't want to pat myself on the back too much, but it, it was the right crunch. Was, you know, we put panko in there and we had, uh, uh, corn starch, you know, every, every trick, flour, corn starch. I think we had panko, if I remember correctly. There's all the stuff that you can use to get crap really crunchy. And so so that was pretty good. Cut up the chicken myself there into little bits. Uh, and uh, the great thing about chicken strips, 
is a little chicken goes a long way because most of it's just breading and all that. And so, of course, people are then busting my balls, right? They're giving me uh, they give me a hard time. And they're like, uh, hey, wait a minute here. Uh, where's the cane sauce? Right? Yeah. Where, they're like, where's the cane sauce? And I'm like, wait a minute here. Uh, I don't need cane sauce. If you make chicken, you know, as the guy, the connoisseur, Danny, of the chicken shack, the Mallard chicken shack, if you make the chicken properly, you don't need sauce. Now, I'm not against sauce. I'm not, I'm not taking an anti-sauce position. My only position is anti-range. I am okay with sauce. And some of the chicken, I did use honey mustard. I think honey mustard is great. Uh, I, I could have made a rip-off Cane's dipping sauce. I chose not to. Uh, I, I chose not to. Now, next time, just to shut up, you idiots, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Uh, make a ripoff uh, cane sauce. But anyway, it made a ton of chicken, only uh, you know, one small pack of chicken from the grocery store, which doesn't cost that much, and some uh, flour. The ingredients, by the way, I'm not going to do cooking with Roberto here and give out the whole recipe, but it's it was kind of a hybrid of chick, yeah, not Chick-fil-A, but Popeye's, canes. It involved creating a marinade with buttermilk and uh, hot sauce and kosher salt and eggs. And there was all kinds of I mean, occasion seasoning in there to spice it up a little bit. Paprika, cayenne, pepper. Oh, man, you're making me hungry. Cornstarch, flour, as I said, and put all that together. And, hey, it came out pretty pretty good. So, um uh, who knows what I'll make next? But uh, so yeah, you saw the photos. That's that's it. Uh, so we made a lot of chicken, ate ate well, and then I fasted for three days this week, Danny. I made it seventy two hours without eating a bite of food because I ate fried chicken over the weekend. So I had to go three days to starve myself because I'm a loser. I am such a radio loser. Uh, I'm such a loser. Maybe I could do a third monologue, Danny. Maybe I should do a third monologue. What do you think? A few nights ago, we passed like two ships in the middle of the night. I was in the production studio at Fox Sports Radio. You were getting ready to start your show. Now, I had been there since one o'clock in the afternoon. What happened is it was Covino and Rich's one year anniversary doing Afternoon Drive. I love the Covino and Rich show. I told my girl, I said, I've been setting this up for weeks, going through archives and working with Vito and Ricky and Bob, the voice of the network, so that I could get all of the audio pieces in line to put together a huge audio collage of some of the greatest and funniest moments that they had on the air the past 12 months. And even prior to that, some of the stuff they did on Sunday night to show how it all started. Talk about an audio puzzle, 50 audio pieces in front of me on the Adobe Audition computers at the network. And the hard part was I had to figure out how to put this audio puzzle together, put original music underneath each piece, put drops and bells and whistles, and really was exhausting, but in a fun way, because as you know, Ben, when you get to look back on funny moments and drops and things like that, 
that's what we live for because we're audio guys. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent until you sold out and went to the television side. Well, you know, that's true. And, I, and, I, and you do the same thing. <laughs> I would. Oh, I definitely would. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, better money, less work, better money. Yeah. You have to comb your hair and you have to wash your face, but it's way better money. I was actually talking to Jonas about this. We're like, anybody that does what we do in radio, television is like the junior varsity in terms of work that you have to put. Like radio is so much more difficult to master. Yes. Yes. Television, and people don't understand that, but it's true. And I'm not just saying that as a blowhard. Uh, radio is a much more difficult medium. It just is. Uh, uh, think longer, would- longer blocks of content to fill. Yeah. You have to be able to entertain the masses through just your voice you don't have a screen behind you you don't have graphics you don't have teleprompters you don't have the big support staff that you have with television so you're exactly right there's guys that were big stars on tv and then they tried to do radio and they fell flat on their faces yeah, did not go well. Did not go well. And but if you go the other way, go from radio to TV, uh, you're in you're in good shape. But I got I got curious. So you're you're in there. I was wondering, like, what the f is he doing here? <laughs> did he get lost? And then I thought, you know, I was I had to run into the other studio, and I thought, well, maybe he'll come by and tell me what's going on, and because I, I had to, you know, move move over. Yeah, I didn't get to say goodbye because when I left, and uh, this was right before I got a text saying, "Are you alive?" For my wife. <laughs> you don't like that. You don't ever want to get that. Te- I get that text. Uh, you don't want yeah. that. Right before I got that text, you were in the middle of your third monologue. Really? You were there, you were there for the, the first three hours of the show? Crazy. I really was. It was like old times. I got to hear you opining on lots of different topics. And uh, once you started your third monologue, I was like, shit, I got to get out of here. <laughs> so... Uh, it turned out really good. The guys loved it. Uh, the listeners really had fun listening to all those fun memories from the past couple of years. And so it was well worth it. But like you, I started off my week really strange to where I only slept a couple of hours, you know, into the next work day. And then it's like you're behind the eight ball and you're trying to catch up for the rest of the week. Yeah, it's it's a it's an nightmare, and, and I I would like to send a message. Uh, you can pass this on to your your friends Covino and Rich there uh, from the Ben Maller show. The staff of the show, the Bennets, would like to thank Covino and Rich because I walked into the studio and Coop is eating cake, and I'm like, what the what the fuck are you doing eating cake? You know, I mean, where who brought the cake in? And he's like, oh yeah, there's some some cake over there in the in the kitchen. And then we we talked about it on the air, and I guess uh, you guys, uh, Cavino and Rich, had a, a cake. You guys had a cake there to celebrate the the one year anniversary, and even Eddie partaked in the cake and uh, let them eat cake. Let there be cake, and uh, yeah. So the the guys enjoyed the cake. So thanks. Uh, I didn't eat any because I'm a loser, but it looked really good. And uh, cake yeah. by the ocean. It was a good one, and it went fast. There's been times where there's a cake that'll stay in our break room. This one went in 24 hours. They picked a good one. Yeah, it was a when when Coop went over there to get it, it was a cakewalk. <laughs> but I'm bump. There you go. We'll be here all weekend. You'll be here till Saturday. Oh shit, it's Saturday. You're fired. Oh wait, we're gonna. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna play patty cake. Is what we're gonna do. We're gonna play. 
Oh, no. Cake and uh, yeah, we'll go to the. You just put the icing on that bad joke. Oh, there you go. But um, bump. All right. Uh, well, that's cool. Good job putting the work in there. I hope the boys appreciated your efforts and uh, the the marketing of you putting the audio together and all that. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a ten year, one hundred thousand mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening we have foodie fun foodie fun for everyone and i've determined that this might be a regular feature on the show we like to rotate things we have safari kingdom we haven't done that in a while scientifically we haven't done that very often pop goes the culture we'll do that in a little bit we'll do some pop goes the culture uh we what other bits do we have uh we have uh oh the quiz that we haven't done in a while Word of the week, phrase of the week. Yeah, yeah. So we we got some some different things, uh, but anyway, the the uh, the pop quiz. But this is something we can mess around. Let us know what you think in the comment section, or send me an email and say, "Hey, I like this. You should do this more often." Or by that was terrible. Didn't listen to a second. You suck. So these are food stories because I figured we all have to eat. Not much, but we all have to eat. So uh, this is something I've always wanted. I love onion rings, Danny. Do you like onion rings? I do. Good. Onion rings, I love them. And a lot of places... Especially in the middle of a burger, like Carl's Jr. and Hardee's. Yeah. Put that in that Western bacon cheeseburger, and it is magical. I love burgers uh, with onion rings also. and uh, But I'll, I'll eat, if they're well-made, um, I'll, I'll just eat onion rings on their own. Delicious and ranch. Wash your mouth out with soap and water, Danny. There's no, no need for ranch. Anyway, so... I I was wondering, I've always wondered like why the hell does McDonald's not have onion rings? You know, get the Big Mac, add an onion ring to it, get the the quarter pounder with cheese, uh, 
So I finally found the answer. A former McDonald's corporate chef has revealed why McDonald's has never had onion rings on the menu. Did you see this, Danny? Because they're a bunch of losers. Well, no. The, the, well, the reason is they're they're cheap. Uh, they want to they want to make money. They have to keep the stockholders happy. So McDonald's they they make the most of their profits. According to this guy who was a corporate chef in I guess in Chicago where they're headquartered, um, they're they're most efficient, most profitable. They have a scale, and so the the reason they've not had onion rings, he said, think of how many less people would order the fries and would then order onion rings instead, he explained. And he said, because of how many fries McDonald's sells and because of how efficient they are, but here's the kicker, the most important part, the profitability, meaning the write-up, the markup on how much they charge for the fries and how much it costs for the potatoes. Uh, they mark it up so much. They make such a profit margin on that. They're so paranoid at McDonald's about adding onion rings, and that would cut down on the sale of the uh, the fries. And But wouldn't they be able to mark up the onion rings? Wouldn't that? How about as a seasonal item like the McRib where you bring it back every so often? Wouldn't Would that kill them to have the McOnion? Would that be such a bad thing? Yeah, I, I guess the way they started when it, it was pretty much a simple menu, and I know it expanded later on. You've seen the movie about Ray Kroc. They yeah. just wanted to do burgers and fries and, and Coke, burgers and fries. And they did master those fries. I mean, there is nothing like hot McDonald's French fries that are fresh. I mean, we've all had bad batches, but when they're good, there is nothing like them. So I, I guess I can see why you wouldn't want to water that down if you're McDonald's. It's the same thing. This guy named Harry Snyder, he was the founder of In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out, In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger is all about. Anyway, so his motto, and In-N-Out still follows this, it, it, it's do one thing and do it well. Mm -hmm. And they opened up first In-N-Out, Baldwin Park, Baldwin Park, out there in the San Gabriel Valley. I used to live not far from the original In-N-Out Burger. And they had three items on the menu when they started, burgers, fries, and shakes. Do they have anything else at In-N-Out other than burgers, fries, and shakes today? No, I mean, they have their secret menu, and you could get like a grilled cheese, but ingredients that would be used for some of the burgers. So, no, I mean, they've kept it simple. And look how much it's paid off for them. Yeah, it's a it's a cult. It's like Taylor Swift has her cult. The Swifties and the In-N-Out people have their cult. Uh, here's more foodie fun. A McDonald's worker this week has revealed that the egg and hot cakes are not made fresh. They are not made fresh. Oh, boy. Yeah, devastating news. Uh, this comes from the world of TikTok. I'll have to check with Alf on this. Uh, but... A content creator there, a McDonald's worker. It, I guess we're all content creators. I, that just sounds cool, doesn't it? Content creator. And then you realize all you have to do is have a, an account on a, a social media platform. Anyway, uh, this person uh, let people know that uh, McDonald's already, they pre-make. The, uh, the items are pre-made when they arrive at the restaurant. They're pre-made items include folded eggs that McDonald's uses in the biscuit breakfast sandwich and the McGriddle. 
And this person showed the sealed packages containing the pre-cooked square-shaped eggs in the video. Oh, my God, Danny. I'm looking at it right now. Just recently on one of our podcasts, I complained about how much their breakfast costs nowadays. And you're telling me it's not even fresh? those guys. (laughs) No, it's not. I'm looking at the pancakes. They're in a plastic bag. Uh, and then the egg, uh, there's the, uh, the egg thing that's in a plastic bag. Yeah. It's all right. You know, they need to get on in and outs level because anyone who says, eh, it's overhyped. It wasn't that great for the price point and the quality of in and out. It is great. Um, what do we have more on foodie fun? We've got uh, McDonald's revealing a new sweet and spicy jam sauce and mambo sauce coming out October 9th. So that's exciting. Uh, if you're in- what happened to their Big Mac sauce? That was like some big rollout. It lasted for a few weeks, it seemed like, and then it disappeared. Yeah, I don't know. I have to look into that. Maybe for the next foodie fun, I'll look into that. Here's one KFC, better known by its formal name, Kentucky Fried Chicken, testing a new smashed potato bowl in Pittsburgh. So if you're in Pittsburgh, you can have at certain locations a smashed Potato bowl. What up, Pete? Go get one when you're hungover. Which is seven days a week, I think. Uh, I believe seven days a week. I I don't know. Uh, What else do we have here? We've got Taco Bell is adding vegan sauce to their nacho fries. I'm a nacho fry guy, but it makes little sense for Taco Bell to use a vegan sauce. Here's why. The the number of vegetarians, not vegans, vegetarians, is somewhere between 5 and 6%. The number of vegans is even less than that. So, like, what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not a fan of those Taco Bell fries. What? I just don't like them. It's a bad take. Yeah. All right, now you're in Vegas, Danny. Here's a quickly, the number one taco spot in America was just un- unveiled by Yelp. Uh-oh. And it is in Henderson, Nevada. So Let's go. Got to go, man. You you and Covino and Rich. It's called Aroma Latin American Cocina or Cochina? Uh, C-O-C-I-N-A? I don't know. Racist. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Aroma Latin American uh, Cochina. This is the, supposedly the, the spot serving the top tacos in America, according to Yelp. You want hot tacos, Danny. You can go over there. Uh, all right, we'll move on from foodie. I also, uh, we 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 pitched a shutout, Danny. I mean, we're short on time, so we pitched a shutout on back scratcher. We were doing so well, and now we 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 got none. We got none this week. That's the Apple Podcast page. So help us out. It means a lot if you haven't done it yet, or if you haven't done it in a while. Go over to the Apple Podcast page and. Spend a couple minutes, write a little review. It does help us out. Pop goes the culture. Uh, that means Ohio Al. All right, couple pop goes the culture stories, Danny. We start out with a classic story about a celebrity NBA fan. Most people know him more as a musician, Drake. Did you see what Drake had with him when he showed up to the ballet in Atlanta? 
two hotties, one on each side. Oh, no, no, no. You don't bring sand to the beach, uh, Danny. Uh, he showed up holding a Tupperware container. Hey, where are the white women at? What? Yeah, was he giving meatloaf or was he giving uh, mac and cheese to the to the dancers there, the ballet dancers? No. Turns out Drake showed up with a Tupperware container containing $250,000. Jeez. That he was going to donate to the performers there, the struggling college students who are shaking what their mama gave them. They're doing their version of the tush push. Uh, and so, yeah. How about that? Yeah, and I wonder how much money he's invested in Tupperware. <laughs> how excited must those dancers at the ballet have been when he comes in there with that kind of dough, right? I oh, mean, hallelujah! That's a payday. That is my rent. That is my, uh, you know, my. I'm going to buy a house uh, with some of that money. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, this one's wild, man. This next story, Pop Goes the Culture, a um, random man. Uh, this is not a, a U.S. not a U.S. story, Danny, but a, a man goes to the hospital complaining about uh, having stomach pain. 
So uh, they, they take the guy in. They uh, do some x-rays. Uh, they're like, what's going on here? We got to figure this out. This is in, I believe it's in India. Uh, if I have the story correct, I believe it's out of India. Um, so they, they you know, use usual tests and whatnot. And the, the guy says he was suffering from stomach pain for like two years. Doctors look inside. This guy had ingested. 60 household items that he had in his gut. Guy's 35 years old, and he went to the hospital. He was concerned he had some kind of terminal cancer, a stomach cancer at age 35. So they scanned him, and they discovered uh, chains, nuts, bolts, earphones, safety pins, magnets, shirt Shirt buttons, zips, and I mean, I'm you know I'm gonna send you this. Uh, I'm gonna send you this, Danny. You got to see the photo of the crap that was in. This seems like it's out of a horror movie. A human Dyson? What the hell? Yeah, it says this guy suffers from a medical condition. Uh, he was diagnosed with a a condition called. P-I-C-A, PICA, I believe it is, or PICA. It is a mental health condition where the sufferer compulsively swallows items that aren't food. Oh. Holy fuck. Uh, this is according to the Cleveland Clinic. It says uh, most common, it's young children. Yeah, I think kids put crap in their mouth. It says pregnant women and people with psychiatric disorders. Uh, we'll, we'll do this. Uh, they, they say uh, schizophrenia also. I didn't even know you could swallow some of those items. Mm, nothing like a juicy Lego. Hey, just a I don't know if you're looking at the fo- I, the photo I I sent you, Danny, but that there are some very large. Whoa! There's like a bottle opener, like one of those big metal bottle openers. There's a everything is laid out on a table. This reminds me of that old Brady Bunch episode where Bobby had to empty out his pockets. <laughs> there you go. I remember. I do remember that. Yeah, that was uh, that was good. That is. I. How do you swallow some of that stuff? I can't imagine. It looks like there's a big pen, like a full size pen there. What about the thing in the upper left hand corner, Dan? It looks like a. It looks like a donut, but a metal donut, like a full size metal donut. This looks like the very bottom of a very busy toolbox and somebody dumped the toolbox out and then got all the crap that was at the bottom of the toolbox and dumped it out on a sheet. Yeah. That's what it looks like. And most of this stuff is sharp and jagged. That is that is next level. That is next level. All right, next up on Pop Goes the Culture. You can look that up. Just Google it, kids. Just Google it. Yeah, you can find that story. So uh, a city, let's see if you can figure out which city. I wonder if you've seen this story. A city has become the first in the nation to recognize the legal rights of animals. You want to take a guess which state, Danny, this city is in? The first city in America to recognize the legal rights of a non-human animal. God, it's got to be our state that we live in. That is that is correct, Danny. Okay, California. Winner, chicken dinner. The People's Republic of California 
the city of Ojai. Ah, OJ. Yeah, OJ, uh, Ojai. They adopted an ordinance introduced by a council member there named uh, Leslie Rule. Who? Uh, I don't know who that is. District one uh, developed with the non-human rights project. The ordinance defines the uh, project's elephants' rights to liberty. <laughs> it says that it's indisputable that elephants suffer when deprived of their freedom, and the animal welfare laws can't end their suffering. Uh, and so it says for elephants and the non-human animal rights movement, we are proud to support the first of its kind ordinance, and we command the Ohio City Council for standing up to what's necessary and just. How many elephants do they have in Ohio? Well, I, I don't want to talk about the the women there, Danny. But if you want to, uh, you can uh, you can do that. No, I uh, I have no I have no. There's some hippie women over in the mountains there, but. I don't know about elephants. How is that enforced, Danny? You think they're going to go, the elephants are going to self-report? They're not getting their liberty? Uh, what do you think? Do they, they, did the elephants use their tusk and throw feces to alert the <laughs> alert the people, hey, I'm not getting my liberty over here. Help me out. Uh, give me some peanuts or something. I need peanuts. Uh, last one. We'll get out on this. And oh, what a story it is. Elon Musk has taken this satellite thing to the next level. He pretty much owns the heavens uh, at this point. Now, they have this Starlink satellite internet thing. Mm -hmm. and I, I was unaware of this, but there are almost nine... Now, according to this, there's, there are almost 5,000 Starlink satellites that are hovering over Earth. Keep in mind that there are only around 9,000 stars visible on Earth's sky, so they are convinced within a few years at the rate Elon Musk is sending these satellites up, there will be more satellites in space from Elon Musk's Starlink uh, internet than there are stars that we can, that we can see. This That's guy's a monster. Someone needs to stop him. That's insane. Uh, and they're like, they're like talking about also the long-term ramifications of space junk and what's going to happen. Cause these things don't last forever. Um, it, it says that the Starlink satellite, each of these things is about the size of a dining room table. Uh, or, or a better comparison would be if you're a fan of the 1980s professional wrestling, each one is about the size, the weight of Andre, the giant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it says uh, space not is not overcrowded. We humans are just really crap at understanding scale and numbers. Uh, suppose I don't know, but it's pretty wild to think that space junk and space debris left by humans stuck in the orbit and all this stuff. Uh, the, the objects orbit uh, travel about 15,000 miles per hour fast enough that if a small piece collided with a satellite or spaceship, it caused some some serious damage. So how do they get rid of that stuff? Do they just stay in orbit forever? I don't know. I'm not that smart. I have no idea. But, uh, anyway, all right, we'll get out. You're in Vegas, Danny, so we'll get the hell out of here. Hey, obviously, Covino and Rich, anything live today? Or is it just a podcast you're doing there today? You're going to the fight tonight? Yeah, today we have a special fight day podcast that's going to be available anywhere you get your podcast from. Just 
Google Covino and Rich Fox Sports Radio podcast. Tonight, we will get to be there in the house to watch Canelo. And this Charlo dude, Ben, he's got a twin brother. They're both really good fighters. The other Charlo brothers, the stronger one, this is the one who's slicker in the ring. So he could give Canelo some problems, but most boxing experts think Canelo is going to win tonight. Well, Canelo's the bigger name, and you usually go with the bigger name. So if I wanted to watch said fight, is this a typical late night, what is it, 8 o'clock West Coast time? Yes, this is a Showtime pay-per-view. All right, very good. So enjoy that if you check that out. Maybe I'll check that out. I don't know what I'm doing today. It's my day of rest. I need to decompress from my craziness with all this, the uh, different nonsense. Don't forget, Benny versus the Penny. Benny versus the Penny. Check your local TV listings. If you don't have it on your local TV, check out DirecTV. It's available, Fubo TV. And, boy, that would really help us out. It will help me out a lot if you watch the show. It means a lot to me, and uh, it's a new show, and – Want to make sure that you know it does pretty well and uh, get some some people over there that say, hey, why don't we do another year of Benny versus the Penny? Anyway, uh, have a great day, and we'll catch you next time. I'll be watching your show from my Vegas hotel room. Hey, Danny. By the way, if you're in a sports book, take a photo because sometimes you know they they. Oh keep- yeah. That would be like the coolest bucket list if they accidentally put Benny versus the Penny up in a sports book in Vegas. Man, would that be awesome! Let me. You got to keep an eye on that when you walk through the books, Danny. You okay, I definitely, I definitely will. All right. Well, uh, we'll catch you next time. Yeah. Asta pasta. Bye, Felicia. I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season nine is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.